0: Um, you know, I was thinking, it's such a, it's a beautiful day, even if it rains, it feels like spring and the kids are all laughing and having a good time and everybody's happy to be here. So, my topic today is anger. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking, that's, that's maybe, maybe a bad choice, but it was very timely. I was reading, I get news alerts about the Dalai Lama, so I always get things, you know, that's the only person I have Googled like that. So he was in Newark, New Jersey. A lot of you have probably seen this or read about it. um, And he was on a panel, a Peace Summit panel, just this last week, I think. And there were some... Uh, Jody Williams, who's a Nobel laureate herself, and she's, she won the Nobel Peace Prize for uh, going, uh, trying to rid the world of landmines. And so she's, you know, she's been an activist all her life. She started out, like I did, as an English, as a second language teacher. So... And she's about my age. I wasn't too familiar with her. But she's on the same panel with the Dalai Lama and several other people. And uh, she and the Dalai Lama got into a little argument on stage, which a lot of people wouldn't do with the Dalai Lama. They wouldn't even take him on. And he was talking about how important it is for us to find peace in our hearts. And we have to have loving kindness within us before we can do anything about peace in the bigger world. And uh, apparently her comments, when it was her turn to talk, was she would have to disagree with him because righteous anger is what has fueled her most of her life with all the different things she's fought. And she's done, she's spent uh, her whole entire adult life, you know, taking on one issue after another. And she said that she didn't know about this uh, all this loving-kindness, peace stuff because she hadn't figured it out for herself and she didn't think she ever would and she felt like by not being angry about things that it was a sign of weakness and uh, she didn't know if she even wanted to get rid of the anger that she felt and she used the expression righteous anger. And I, and that, I reacted to that because I spent most of my adult life talking about my righteous anger.
1: <laughs>
0: so I, as a young person, I, I, remember in grad school telling someone, I've never been angry, I don't know what anger is about. I mean, how full of it could I have been? <laughs> but I really believe that. And then by the, a year after that, m- my life just was, I was angry at everything. You know, ang- but I always... Loved my anger because I had repressed it for such a big part of my childhood uh, that when it came out, I thought, this is my power. This is how I get things done. And we've talked about that a lot in this group, and I think for a lot of people that's true. We, When we get angry enough, we get motivated to do something, to do something about a problem in the world, a problem with a person that we know. Uh, a relationship we're in. You know, we have to get really angry to do something. And that for me was my biggest source of energy. I have to get angry enough and then I could draw boundaries. Until I, until I was angry, I didn't have boundaries. So, uh, you know, it was a way I could end a relationship. It was a way I could leave a job. It was the way I could make any change in my life I wanted. I had to get pissed off enough that I was ready to take action. And and I think it's an issue that comes up with Buddhists a lot because we are working and sitting on the cushion to develop inner loving kindness so we can generate it out. And we we talk about peace all the time and yet we're also very much aware of the violence and the the problems in the bigger world, and I think it's always uh, something that we're trying to work with. So uh, even even the Dalai Lama has to face that, and she and they got into a little bit. I think a little bit. I don't, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen a YouTube or anything, but I think they got into it a little bit, and of course, kind of quickly disengaged, and neither one of them let it go too far. But I wanted to ask people about their how 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 all of you, how you deal with that issue. Where does, how? What do you really feel about anger? Is anger something that you're not willing to give up? Is anger, is it a tool for you? Or if you've, if you've been working to let it go or give it up, how have you done it? So, yeah. I don't know about that, but something occurred to me when you were speaking. Is it Her Ju- name? The, the- Jody. Jody. I thought it was interesting when you said
2: that she, she responded or said to His Holiness that um, righteous anger, you need it because if you don't have it, it appears that you don't care. It just sounds like you don't right. have an opinion, but for me, it's not anger. I think it's each of us has that emotion in the same way. I've heard so many people say that about, you know, we are supposed to be detached uh, in terms of people we quote-unquote love. Mm-hmm. So if you're not devastated when you lose them, that means you didn't really love them. So it's almost like we feel like we have to buy into whatever that emotion is. It's our hook right, to show that we're fully human. So I just thought that was interesting. For her, it was anger. Like
0: If mm-hmm. I'm
2: not angry, then it means I don't care. You know, right. For me, it happens to be that emotional attachment is supposed to be love. So for me, that's the emotion I've worked on yes making peace with having to be able to let certain relationships go and be okay with that you
0: know? so how we even how we even show those feeling those deep feelings do we show those deep feelings from a strong emotional state is that what we have to do for people to recognize to recognize us yeah yeah love would be the same thing uh huh
3: I think I use other emotions instead of anger, like sadness. I mean, I see the violence in the world and everything. It doesn't so much make me angry because, you know, you try to understand where everybody's coming from and everything, mm-hmm. and never a good way to go. But I think it's just, for me, sadness replaces it in a sense of, like, a moral duty, like you should be doing something for it.
0: But I don't think I've, anger is really... Not your reaction.
4: It does to be anger for you
0: right and that sadness you talk about that can become compassion and then compassion from a mindful place is what can move us to action right but even sadness if we just get stuck in sadness we don't there's no action involved in that it's just sadness or it's just anger you know, and the, and the Buddha teaches and the Dalai Lama was talking about, we, those emotions may get us started. They may kind of start our engine. But we have to, we have to replace that with uh, mindfulness because the only way we can take action that reaches the result, that reaches any kind of moving towards the result we're talking about, which is peace, is to do it mindfully. with a a lot of intention. So sadness is the same thing. It needs to be transformed to compassion. Otherwise, you're kind of stuck there, right? Yeah, Dennis.
5: I found um, when I had anger, distorted in my body. And I felt the uncomfortableness within. And with my breath, replacing it with loving kindness. It enabled me to not only have it release off of my body and out of me, but my physical body changes from that because the walls have been taken down. and um, So it's something that I find anger
1: will change your body, it'll change your health, Mm -hmm. it'll change your mindful thinking if you think you don't have
5: any. And when you're able to breathe it out, and replace it with that love and uh, love and light and uh, gentle kindness that um, it's been a, it's helped me change.
0: it does change our physical bodies a, a lot, doesn't it? You can think of difference between a frown and a smile. Yeah, Julie. Um, I think it, it's interesting how you said you repressed it, you know, when you were, when you were younger. So I think it is important to feel it and the human
1: experience Yes. You can can diss a 10-year
0: friendship. With one? Yeah, it's it's incredibly powerful. And so it's not acting on it anymore. But
1: to repress it, it does go in your body. It goes
0: somewhere. Right. Repressing it, just like as we're, you know, when we sit on the cushion, we're not repressing, we're not repressing our thoughts. We shouldn't, and we, we, we we are not asked to repress our feelings. We're, expre- we're asked to see them and see them clearly. And then the Buddha taught, you know, you to get rid of those kind of defilements, you fill yourself up with something like loving-kindness. And that, that just then the anger will just eventually go. And eventually it's just replaced. So repressing it is the opposite because then we're not working with it at all. Then, then it's just waiting. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I think two things. One is that
1: I you know, read anecdotally that if you let yourself become really angry that you are operating at a level of like fifteen IQ points lower than you were before you were angry. So when you try (laughs) to at least say you're probably not gonna make a very good decision. Yeah. And and the other thing is anger, especially in our society, is very different because I think, especially for uh, traditional American men, almost any uncomfortable emotion is turned into anger because that's the only one that's culturally allowable to Uh express. And the other one is that, you know, anger can become depression or sadness, and depression or sadness can become anger. You don't know which came first. You know, Um, not all anger is equal.
0: Right, yeah, and that's from that repression of it. Um, and, you know, um, oh, go ahead, Patricia.
1: I'm still not working on everything, but I'm still working on, <laughs> on this whole thing. <laughs> but I was very interested to hear you say that the woman you were talking about talked about the energy that she got from anger and that she could get more accomplished with anger. Many of my life lessons come first through my animals, for people, and I think it's just so much clearer. I'm working with a 400-pound horse. I can't do anything but really get the message rather than, I mean, you know, somebody that loves me and, and cares and is walking on eggshells. And what I've come to recognize about my anger is that my anger comes to me when I'm at the end of my rope and I don't know what to do. Amen. So, so I can get more done when I'm not angry because then the path is very clear to me. Mm -hmm. I can set boundaries because it's not a question; it's of course. Here are my boundaries. But when I become angry in situations, it's typically because I haven't, I haven't got the skills, or I haven't. Development the intention you know, in that area of how I feel, what I feel. Mm-hmm. On that. and as I say, it's a work in progress, and I'm not articulating it very well. But it feels to me, from what you've said, that my experience of anger is somewhat the other side of.
0: Uh huh. Your anger may come when you ha- have some confusion about what to do, or something else. You said you said when you're kind of at the end of your rope. You know, that anger may come up when you're tired or you're hungry or you're exhausted because we're not acting from the, a mindful place because we need to rest and take care of ourselves. Really basic physical needs. Both That's a good point. Said, both of you, that your anger gave you the energy because it put up a boundary, which I find interesting. Yeah. A line, yeah. Which is the opposite of what
2: we're trying to do is to dissolve the boundaries.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Cause yeah, cause I talk about boundaries a lot, and that the you know spending a half a lifetime to create boundaries and the rest of the life to get rid of those boundaries. <laughs> that's a, I would have to think about. Yeah, <laughs> hadn't thought about that before. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think I'll
6: ever be able to give up anger, in a sense I don't want to give it up um, because there's been some acknowledgement that anger is really a feeling that helps us to understand to get a handle on it, to, to be aware, I mean we have to go deeper but it gives us a clue about where our
1: boundaries are mm-hmm.
6: um, and it's kind of it's helpful for me to think that this Nobel Peace Laureate <laughs> got laureated. <laughs> and she's very, very clear that it's anger that, that really helps, gives her her juice. Um, on the other hand, years ago I heard Stephen Levine say, relate, try to relate to the feeling rather than from it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that's a good that's really good
6: I mean I have this angry this very very primal kind of anger it's scary to find out uh, but it's been an opportunity for me to see oh my God! those same feelings that fuel all these world wars and hard Right here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um,
0: so, it's a teacher if I let it be. I, I agree. I think it, it, all of our strong emotions are. They're wonderful teachers, and 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 trying to say we're going to get rid of it is a way of repressing it. I think that getting rid of it just comes from like a deep, things things shifting and growing and changing. Uh, I think anger is involved a lot in being unable to to forgive. And sometimes it's at such a... We have to keep peeling the onion, you know. We think we've forgiven, and there's something else underneath that that's still maybe that we think is our righteous anger. You know, there was a great show on forgiveness on PBS recently. And uh, did you see it? I, I was just... Uh, some of the issues and how deeply people were trying to go. You know, they let go of this, they let go of this, they let go of this, and then way down there was a deep anger that they felt was righteous anger. So they couldn't couldn't let go of that. Yeah.
7: I just, you know, um, Dennis had mentioned, you know, he breathes into his anger and then it lets go. I mean, I wish I could do that. I mean, <laughs> when I get angry, I don't get, I don't think I get angry very often, but when I do, it, it stays, you know, all this mindfulness practice has, I, okay, I'm really bad, I'm yod, <laughs> and um, I guess, I don't know, it's just, I want to get rid of that emotion, or that, that anger, but it's, it's there, and it, it takes a while, and Absolutely. just kind of dissolve. And you, know, you, you try to go to the root. And um, I guess it's just a process. It,
0: I think so. I think, it's real. I think we're not trying to get rid of it. We're trying to replace it. We're trying to understand it. Because we, we are replacing it every time we practice loving kindness. You know, we're bumping it. We're bumping it a little bit. So that's, that anger is, has also, and this is, I'm thinking of Jim, that anger is also part of our evolutionary, <laughs> <laughs> it's part of who we are as an animal because that anger was a way to get our adrenaline pumping and it was a way to protect ourselves and our, and our babies and our loved ones. So it was a way to, to make us see danger and then, uh, not to f- duke it out like we do now, but to run away, to, to grab your your uh, spouse or your babies and get out of the danger. So there was a there's a clear purpose for it. So and we are human animals, but the Buddha taught that we're we're ready to move on from that. We don't have to. Uh, if we feel, sometimes that adrenaline it may be necessary to make us see danger, but we we typically don't have to grab someone and run and hide because of danger today. So we're we're moving forward. We're moving beyond the, that. Oh, I'm. Sorry. Can I do a follow-up on that?
5: If that's all right. You were talking sure. about. Um, I can't. I'm not able to get the anger. It's taking me probably. Um, years to work through it but I use forgiveness when I breathe in, I use the forgiveness and then I acknowledge that I have anger, I thank it for coming, I thank it for serving its purpose and I act like a pipeline and I let it flow through me.
0: That's good, I like that and that yeah.
5: way I'm, a, I'm able to do and be otherwise I'm not comfortable with Uh huh Thank you. I'm oh that's perfect.
0: good, the, for the gratitude me. for it the way we have gratitude for all that distractions and everything. They're all teachers for us.
4: This is a perspective from a very unevolved person who always thinks right. <laughs> <laughs> so which one of us would that be?
1: <laughs>
4: you know, whether it be anger or sadness or joy, um, my interpretation of these strong feelings are that I'm experiencing them because that's what I need to be doing right now. And as much (coughs) as we look at anger as something that we want to reject, we don't reject joy. Or or we want to reject sadness. But if we're going to accept joy, then I think then concomitantly we have to accept all those emotions and so when i'm feeling sad which i do a lot um i just think that i need to be doing that and just be with it and this too will pass Mm -hmm. or if i'm angry that too will pass so for me it's a case in patience and realizing that this is what's so right now but it's not who i am and Mm -hmm. i think the greatest destruction that those feelings have aren't so much on myself, but on the people around me. Because who wants to be around somebody who's always sad or always mad? Right. We always want to be around people who are happy, but you can't always be happy. So these are just ises. And I don't think there's anything bad about or negative about anger as much as there's nothing positive about joy.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good is. point. Yeah.
4: When I was in college I met this girl
7: and even back then I was a really good looking guy just like Dave over here. I met this girl and I really wanted to go out with her. And she told me uh, she didn't want to go out with me because she had just broken up with her boyfriend. They had a real long relationship and she wasn't ready to get involved with someone else. So I said to her isn't that kind of like saying, I'm really sad right now and I'm not ready to be happy just yet? I want to be sad a little bit longer. And good she got an answer to that, so she eventually went out with me. Oh! And we did date for a while. Um, nothing ever serious became of it, but we did date for a while. Anyhow, the Buddha taught us that we must give up anger in order to uh, develop happiness and mindfulness. And so I try and Whenever I get mad, I try and put that in perspective. The same thing. I'm not. I'm sad right now. I'm not ready to be happy yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to be sad a little bit longer. And if you think about that's your anger like that, like I'm angry, I'm not ready to be mindful. Or that's that's great. I'm not ready great. to be mindful just yet. I want to be. I want to be mad and unmindful or a little while. <laughs> that that helps me get through
0: That's yeah. I think I use that one a lot. <laughs> That's when the that's when our the Eightfold Path really comes in handy, because then we know right speech and right action, so I'm angry right now, but I know not to say what I want to say. I know not to to uh, take some action that I may regret. you know that can help us keep that strong emotion and sit with it and be with it, but not not have some kind of behavior that will take us down that path and not give us a chance to recover. Yeah, too. I was going to say, um, I think it's important
3: that the people not be hard on themselves for not getting to that point yet, too. And that mm-hmm. knowing that the awareness alone is huge progress over where you were a year two Absolutely. Years, three or 4 or 5 years ago and you look at yourself now and say, "Oh, I can I I'm, I'm totally aware of my current state," you know, which was something we Right. I
0: think that's really good. And I'm sure Jody Williams, uh, when she sits down to negotiate some of these landmine issues, I am sure she's doing it with a clear, mindful uh, thinking. Her anger may have gotten her to the point that she's willing to take on big, big countries and big business, but I'm sure she comes to the table mindfully. And so she's probably Dealt more with her anger than she even would would want to talk about. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking that um, we have to know it. We have to know anger because um, in order, you know, it's kind of the take action thing. And in order for Buddha to take action and leave the palace, he had to meet sickness, he had to meet aging, and he had to meet death, which he had been protected from his whole life. Mm -hmm. And had he not, maybe he would have never taken action and moved beyond his kind of luxurious life. Yeah, I think, um, lately, you know, I've been doing work with um, cancer patients and the hospice, and I think, um... I can do it because i know it like i've been through you know illness and those things loneliness anger all the things that come through it then i know it and i can see it i can know it in these people and then i can have compassion and take the action that i may have wished or even appreciated somebody doing for me and if I rejected it or hit it or repressed it, um, you know, I might say, well, that's that person that'll never be me. That yeah. Be me. And, you know, maybe I, you know, I think then how do I help them or relate to them and what do I have
0: to offer? Oh, that's good. Thank you, Kelly. That's really good. Not afraid of it. Mm-hmm. That's a good, um, okay, one more comment, then we, we need can... to.
1: Tiknahan's book on anger. He suggests talking to it in a loving way as you would to a little child.
0: That's perfect. Yeah. And that's transforming it too. Yeah. Oh, thank you all.